In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaris. And I'm Sean Kilby. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Sean is back with us as he is when I messed something up. <laughs> Welcome, Sean. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, I've been lurking in the background. This is also how I uh, participate in Reddit and Twitter. I just kind of sit there but never comment. And every once in a while, I get invited to jump in. So this is it. I'm excited. Nice. Every once in a while, you ask to jump in. I also wish I had that impulse, but I always am just jumping. I'm just cannonballing in to a whole bunch of shit that I probably I'm like, I shouldn't do that. I used to be really bad on Facebook and get into a lot of Facebook fights uh, like a few years ago and I had to stop. So well, Facebook, I like I opted out a long time ago. I mean, that's the, the ultimate cesspool. Yeah, I heard stuff is wild on Facebook right now for reasons you can imagine it's popping off oh yeah yeah well the top 10 posts every week are ben shapiro ben shapiro yep. ben shapiro sean hannity and rachel maddow's at number 10 <laughs> yeah exactly it's the same on like the itunes charts it's like the daily ben shapiro's like every other top podcast just it's alarming it makes you realize why what happens happens sometimes facebook has a lot of thoughts on jeffrey epstein and bill <sighs> gates that is a fact <laughs> there are a lot of things about well, them on there. it's perfect it's a perfect intersection. It's an excellent intersection. Also yeah. today, yesterday was tax day. Who did their taxes yesterday? Did either of you? No. No, I have a great tax man. I fucked. I, he's been doing my taxes for five or six years. Um, but I fucked up like, because, you know, being an actress, whatever, like freelancer, I I made him do my taxes and then I got like three more W-2s after oh. he did it. So he had to redo it. And that was like three years ago. And since then, he's like hard line on me. Like, <laughs> get your shit together, Millie. Did you do your taxes? So he was already harassing me for the April 15th deadline. And then I think it was like a week before April 15th. There's like, OK, we'll extend it to my 17th. So yeah. that's the only reason why I did my taxes early. That must be so stressful. I can't imagine being self-employed. Like you must just I would just always be a little stressed that like anytime the door knocked, I would be like, it's the FBI with the IRS. It's happening. Well, I feel like I'm blessings that I get. I always get mixed W-2 and oh. 1099 work so like my goal is that it balances out by the end or that i'll only have to pay a little bit um but thank thanks to donald trump like self-employed people can't claim as much on their taxes um thank you uh to the 2017 <laughs> tax cuts 
finally you finally good for something did you finally do you good for something because now i have to pay more for taxes while jeff bezos bezos pays nothing no no uh, he has uh, a super just... yacht he has a yacht for his yacht <laughs> oh jesus sean you did do yours yesterday yeah, no, definitely. I mean, come on. I, actually, I'm part of the cohort of Americans who found out on Sunday that Monday was tax day. I was talking, I was hanging out with my friend. He said his accountant called him to tell him he had to file his taxes. I was like, oh, because you own a home. I see you probably haven't paid your property tax. Like tomorrow's tax day, man. I was like, great. I better go get on that turbo thing quickly. It's, it's the one time of year where I really enjoy not having any money or assets or a home or, totally. <laughs> or any investments whatsoever. It's really simple. Standard deduction, send in my money. I love right, it. exactly. Did you do anything interesting this year? No, absolutely not. Me, no, Who did? I mean, yeah, exactly. nobody did. Also, I still I've talked about I feel like I talk about this constantly on the podcast, but I'm just so happy it's over, which is that I had like a serious outstanding tax issue that ended up being totally wrong. And they overcharged me like multiple times. So like, they're still paying me, I'm still getting checks from the Department of Revenue in North Carolina. And it's, oh, excellent that's amazing. it's like, they are more responsible with my money than I am. I would have spent this by now. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah, we love that. We love a good payment system. We love a good refund. We love a good direct deposit. We love a good. And you know, there's been a lot of chatter on Twitter about like how how the government knows how much we owe for taxes, but because of turbo because of turbo tax yeah. lobbying is the only reason why we have to do our own taxes and how messed up it is. And then there's another thread about all the ways lobbying has ruined this country. Oh, great! And I mean. <laughs> It it's is sad. shocking. It is the TurboTax thing is wild. If you didn't see this, yeah, it was like ten years ago that reporting came out that TurboTax basically lobbied aggressively to make it so that it's harder for us to do our taxes and that it's like it's really hard to do them for free. Like, yeah. and one of the agreements was the federal government said, "Okay, TurboTax, like you've got to have a free option for low-income people," which they did, but they made it so hidden. It was one of those things where it like only existed as a link on the internet. But yeah, if you have some time, look into how other countries do this because it does not have to cause this kind of agony and stress. It's no. not fair. It's not fair. Well, great. <sighs> vaxxed and taxed. <laughs> vaxxed, taxed, not waxed. Well, lip, upper lip waxed. Uh <laughs> oh, good for you. No mask. So now it's time to wax the lip. You know, I will regrettably say that I was waxing most of the qu- wow. I mean, not most of it, but when salons opened up, I couldn't do it anymore. You still gotta keep you gotta, you gotta maintain, maintain yourself. You gotta like, take care of yourself. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. And you know what's crazy is that the best feeling in the world is when you get your face waxed and then you go outside and it's cold outside <laughs> and you yeah. have like the aloe and it's just so cooling. Yeah. But it was it was really tough to walk the streets. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna walk home now 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm not gonna be in anyone's face. I'm not gonna wear a mask because I just waxed. And people, you know, it's like, oh, man, yeah. people think I'm a Republican. It's right. Sad. No, you just have a mustache. I just had Honestly, a mustache. You guys, as a white man in America, the one of the, my main motivation to keep wearing a mask, even when I'm walking outside and fully vaccinated, is so that no one thinks I'm a Republican. Yeah. I really, I do. It's such That's great true. motivation. That would be, that, can you tell us other items of clothing or things that you don't engage in or you don't do out of fear of being perceived as a Republican? I never thought about how as a white man, you are definitely vulnerable to that assumption. Yeah. No, there are some people where, like, even on Tinder and, and as stuff, a white woman, I mean, you should probably keep wearing the mask in the grocery stores, too. Yeah, For I sure. do. I have, like, a little bit of help. And Amanda, you know, I hope you know you can never get an asymmetrical haircut ever. 
<laughs> you got it must if it's short on one side, it must be short on all sides, Amanda. But Sean, I am interested as a white man. What are mm-hmm. some things that you avoid doing out of okay? Be- okay. Just to avoid. Okay, so I don't. I, if I ever ever was to wear a polo shirt, okay, which is not likely, I'm definitely not going to tuck it in. Okay, oh, okay. because that's mm-hmm. what a Republican. That's violence. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld also just tucks in his shirts and jeans, and you know he's a little racist. Yeah, he's he's a little racist, and he dated a seventeen year old. So there's some energy yeah, so there. That's what I'm saying. Tucking in their shirts. Okay, got it. Anything yeah, yeah. else? I also don't do this, and this is more like the finance bro thing. But I also again don't want to look like a Republican if I am to wear a gingham button down. Okay, and that's fine. You know, if you yeah. have to have the the pattern, you I will then not put over. The vest. vest. I won't put okay. the vest over it. Okay. Now you can own that vest, but it has yeah. to go over like you know a t-shirt. The, the Patagucci vest. The Pata- yeah, the, the Patagonia Pat- vest. Although Patagonia is staunch leftist, we love Patagonia. No, we exactly. Love Patagonia. But, but um, but yeah, the layer something about it. It, it it's like two, using two negatives in a sentence that cancels <laughs> it out and then becomes Republican. There is no way that you support abortion rights if you wear a vest and a gingham shirt you can't you uh, just... but i feel like most of them have had people in their lives that they would not be where they are if someone in their life did not have an abortion i'll well, just no, say no, that they, exactly. they, they, they don't support it but they've definitely paid for one that's yeah. for sure and then the last thing is i used to i mean i still think khakis are very tasteful but i can't mm. wear a tiki torch with one anymore so it's like no. you have to one or the other <laughs> was that a staple <laughs> in your no i'm kidding but i can't even wear khakis yeah. anymore because then somebody will think i'm a republican you gotta yeah you gotta no i mean listen i mean look do i feel bad for a white man the majority of my life absolutely not is this something where i'm like i could wear fred perry and yeah just be fine i could a tiki torch hello a hawaii vacation yes um i can walk around without a mask on and people will be like she just waxed her lips she just waxed her lips that's all it is her, her chin but yeah, that's the only time I feel not the only time there's a few more, but you know, <laughs> and also, of course, because of your um, particular identity, Sean, you cannot cr- criticize Israel. So we will not be talking about Israel today. <laughs> you got a deal. Thank you. <laughs> hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Let's talk about Bill Gates. So today we're going to talk about uh, a really interesting story, interesting uh, in the Daily Beast yesterday and evolving reporting about Bill and Melinda Gates's marriage. And then just a little bit more on a huge abortion case. I feel like the abortion fight we've kind of been waiting for is is on the horizon over the next year. This is this is the one. So um, listen to this and then send it to your Patagucci friends. (laughs) Let them know. So Bill Gates. Oh, my God. Bill Gates. So the Daily Beast reported yesterday that none other than Jeffrey Epstein might have delivered the final blow to Bill and Melinda Gates's marriage. So sources who were also apparently at these social gatherings at Epstein's house. So before he was charged, became a convicted child sex trafficker. While he was doing all of that trafficking, he was also having big homosocial gatherings in his Manhattan penthouse or um, townhouse rather with lots of rich men that we saw implicated in lots of different ways while uh, the Epstein situation was unfolding. One of them was Bill Gates, who I'll clarify at the top. I will say nobody has accused Bill Gates of doing anything sexually inappropriate. What he did apparently do was just- With kids, with kids. Kids. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Another white male (laughs) clarification. (laughs) Yes, with kids. He has been- Sexually inappropriate. With people at work, which yes, great. But apparently he just didn't mind being around these people. Um, He apparently was, we'd heard last year or when a lot of information about Epstein came out, we found out that Bill Gates was a friend and an associate and who had been to these meetings. But the Daily Beast reports this week that that was a very regular thing. I think they said it was at least a dozen times that Gates went to these meetings. In fact, the story makes it seem like the interesting part of the story is not just that Bill Gates went to Jeff Epstein's house a couple times. It's that he loved it. They made it sound like he really loved being there. And it was an oasis away from his toxic marriage. The quote that, you know, it's like, I guess a source said that Epstein told him that Bill Gates said his marriage was toxic. Who knows? I believe it. Most marriages are. So apparently in return for these like fun boys nights in, Gates would give Epstein advice about how to rehabilitate his image. Reminder, this is all after Jeff Epstein was a convicted sex offender. That was in like 2008 or 2009. And these, this friendship seems to have started around 2011. And at one point, one of those suggestions included join the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Obviously, Melinda Gates probably wasn't into that. So the piece also gets into sort of what kind of guy I sense Bill Gates is. As I said, he's described it just loving these gatherings because he could pontificate at length among other men who were interested in what he had to say. I'll quote from the piece. 
The people familiar with the matter said Gates found freedom in Epstein's lair, where he met a rotating cast of bold-faced names and discussed worldly issues in between rounds of jokes and gossip. This was apparently a men's club atmosphere that, quote, irritated Melinda. So his enjoyment of Jeff Epstein's lair, as we said, had much more to do with other people listening to him talk and being impressed than with <laughs> hanging around young women. Apparently, this no source says they saw this happen. Um, but but apparently Gates did fly on the Lolita Express, which is the name given to um, a private jet that Epstein would basically shuttle from like private islands to Manhattan between Florida with underage girls that he would supply to his friends. So more on Melinda. She was apparently more than irritated. She met with Epstein in 2013 for the first time and apparently found him so off-putting that her quote anger about it led to the demise of bill and epstein's friendship oh so sad and in fact in 2019 after revelations that epstein and bill were friends came out melinda called a divorce lawyer so that was two years ago um apparently they have not really been in like a, a tight relationship for like close to a decade but this was definitely a, a motivating factor Bill Gates has previously said that he did not have a business relationship or friendship with Epstein and called his contact with him an error in judgment. Are we at all surprised that Bill Gates was this kind of dude and that it had he just didn't seem to care that it would impact his wife negatively? I feel like Bill Gates, first of all, Epstein, like so many thoughts. I know. Epstein gets good. But I feel like Epstein probably has this skill of, which I don't, of like being able to like listen to people bullshit. Like he was friends with Donald Trump too. People who like to hear the sound of their own voice and just talk and talk and lecture people. And even though they, they might not know anything the fuck they're talking about. Like Epstein, I feel like has a high tolerance for that. And maybe that's one of his skills because I don't know actually what Epstein actually did. Like he was just like brought people together and it's like, yeah, he probably like gassed these guys up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so smart. Oh yeah. That's so cool. I never thought of it that way, which is a skill that a lot of people have. You know what? I don't. Yeah, he was probably grooming them to be his clients. Yeah. He's grooming. Yeah, exactly. Grooming. That's a great word. He's a professional groomer with young girls and with, uh, with people. I mean, I think uh, with another story, I don't know if we, talked you talked about it last week with Courtney Stodden and like how um her husband groomed her parents essentially like you have to be able to groom the parents too and it's the same thing of like groomers yeah. are professional groomers so he was like oh gassing Bill Gates and Bill Gates you're so smart and, Bill you're so rich you're so smart you're so thing you're so that <laughs> and and um Bill Gates had a rep I think you know another thing I noticed in the article was like Bill Gates had a rep for being an asshole yelling at his employees too much being just a general dick and then the philanthropy part that Melinda Gates like kind of led I feel like really um reha rehabilitated his image so melinda is like really working hard to make him not look like an asshole yeah. and bill's just re relapsing and going back to his assholeness and um yeah and i'm sure that got on melinda's fucking nerves because maybe she doesn't i, I don't know if she would like shut him down or be like shut the fuck up bill but she probably wasn't like oh you're so great she's probably just like okay and then go do you know what i mean yeah totally so and to that it probably felt terrible to bill um but yeah that's just yes, kind of richest, what I the richest man in the world deserves endless praise I'm sure he feels that way, actually. The most telling thing in that entire article was the part where it said that he'll sit there at a dinner party and speak for an hour uninterrupted. It tells me mm -hmm. 
so much about who he is that I never knew before. Mm -hmm. Because you look at Bill Gates and you think about what he's like, and he seems like this mild-mannered guy who goes home in his khaki pants, tucked (laughs) When he's tucked, with, his with his tiki torch. In, you know, his, no, I don't know if he's a tiki torch no, guy, you know, but, but I think no. that he does tuck in his Perry For Ellis sure. and he sits there alone and reads a book. That's how I thought about him. Mm-hmm. But he's a person and and he probably really liked the attention that he got when he would go to this house. Now, I, I also think, while I read the New York Times article, and I think it's probably the most vetted, edited thing they have published since Donald Trump's tax returns when they went at they went out of their way on this article not to make any claims that they didn't feel safe making because this guy is so rich and his pr machine is so strong mm-hmm. it's bizarre when they had that divorce announcement the other day i was astonished at how how shaped the messaging was. totally yeah. it's like i've never seen a divorce announcement that was such like a press release since anna farrah and chris pratt but anyway. i mean that one was that was that, one, was, that yeah. one broke my heart to be honest but with honestly it was... you know anna anna did not write that he was a republican in it and... <laughs> chris pratt loves jesus he really does so mm-hmm. it, but i know was a republican Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he no. Is, Who's, he is. is he married to a Schwarzenegger? Yeah. He, he is. Was married to a Schwarzenegger. That's right. Now. Yeah. So, uh, he in this one, I I wanted I don't want to make any assumptions about what Bill Gates was doing in Jeffrey Epstein's uh, apartment, other than the assumption I would make about every single person who goes to Jeffrey Epstein's apartment. So the idea that he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein because he was such a good listener is hard <laughs> to stomach. And I I think look. The, I, I don't know if the, if there was anything more like if B- Bill Gates has any deeper, you know, demons that we're not aware of based on this article. But I have a feeling what was beyond the pale for Melinda Gates was more than just hanging out with a seedy guy. Now, I will say I have hung out with toxic men before and my what? friends are Leave not the exactly. But like you, 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 you can, I feel get, like get, I, I, I have something to here. say about that, Sean, but I'll let you put it. No, it's just, it's just that like you know. The minute you hang out with a Jeffrey Epstein, if you are a decent person, you don't hang out with him again. You, there's no way that guy gets through an evening in his apartment without without saying without saying something that is so unacceptable that you're like, I don't feel good about that. I'm not going back to his place. You know, I've been in those situations where I'm like with my friends, the people I hang out with would agree with me. They're like, yeah, that's not a thing I want to do again. So. Bill Gates want going there repeatedly says something about his character, even if we don't know what was going on in the apartment. Sorry, Millie, you were going to say something. Yeah. I was going to say, no, I feel like um, for all the like, this is just my general point of view, but something that I've observed with having brothers and stuff is that like with all the drama that women have of like, oh, women have so much drama. There's so much friend drama. I feel like men have a hard time cutting friends off or being like no you're because like my brothers my little brother's friends will be so fucking annoying and they'll literally ruin everything and then um my brother's like ah but you know we play video games or we hang out or you know it's like harder for them to just cut somebody off even though they know that it's not right and it's usually but like women's like no she's a bitch fuck her and then it's like oh women are so much drama but it's like you need that to cut you need to be able to like cut someone off that sucks That's why I also feel like it's so telling because my read on this is that the reason that Bill Gates probably did know better, but he just loved the company and loved Loved the attention. And I probably, I bet that he thought to himself on his way home or his way there, he's like, well, I wouldn't have to seek out this kind of refuge if Melinda wasn't such a bitch, you know, like I can just so see that. 
And also probably people in in Bill and Melinda's shared circles don't want to hear Bill bitch about Melinda because they're like, no, dog, you're wrong. Have you thought about what you do or this and that? And Epstein doesn't know Bill. And like also Epstein is, again, a groomer. He Bill's has a lot of fucking money. He can probably play this guy and be like, he knows yeah, people yeah, with money. Yeah. He knows people with money and he and and I think the thing with the Epstein is like, yeah, there were young girls, but there were also like adult women there, too. And just like just this environment where everyone's gassing him up and like, oh, yeah, this and that. And also, like, the more we find out about Bill, about him fucking yes. an employee, him hitting on another one, the once a year retreat with his ex-girlfriend. Do you know about that? Yes. How, yeah, yeah. I, Sean looks surprised, but was the once yeah. a year retreat with the ex girlfriend. This guy sucks. <laughs> so this revelation came out with a number of things that speak to I don't know if it's character or just these are all things as you you both said, and I read this too yesterday. The bill. If you put your names on a foundation, that puts a lot of pressure on you to have like pristine character. And that means that like it's dozens of people's job to make sure that it is. So the fact that behind the scenes, he was constantly potentially fucking that up is it's definitely surprising. So let's go through a, a few more examples. So the New York Times, as Sean said, did sort of a really sweeping report on some of the just allegations of, of just not appropriate workplace relationship types of things. So one of them was that Gates allegedly made advances on women who worked at Microsoft all the time. He did this while he was married to Melinda. He dated for apparently like a long period of time, a woman who worked there. They were in a long-term affair also mm -hmm. again pursued people and had there was a sexual harassment claim against his longtime money manager a close associate of his and it was settled confidentially but apparently everybody just hated how it was handled the person still has his job no real and i think it's just so out of sync like Millie, like you said sean like with what we have this idea of what we have yeah. about you know right. very wealthy but geeky men how did he oh. pull this off for so long that's the real he has question money. he has money and then also to bill gates i mean another like lens that i look at this from is that like People are, and I mean, this is back to like my rant from a few weeks ago of like, but especially like people of color, like especially black people, it's always like, oh, well, look at like, like black people and poor people don't know how to spend your money. Like if you spend your money on like nice belts or if you bet these new sneakers, like blah, blah, blah. Look at Bill Gates. He doesn't wear Jordans and blah, blah. Like he spends his money well. He's a good guy. He doesn't need any of that flashy shit. Meanwhile, this mother, yeah, he doesn't wear Jordans because he's paying off people to make sure that no one tells like that he cheats on his wife. And also he's flying out on private jets to hang out with Jeffrey Epstein and also pay using his money to settle fucking lawsuits. It's just like. I hate this. Like, it's this narrative that yeah. it's it's like it's easy to believe because that's what keeps us. You know, it's like poor people are bad and have poor moral character, low impulse control, low self, you know, self-discipline. Rich people are good. They're hardworking. They have high moral character, high impulse, you know, all that shit. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's not true. Yeah. 
It's true. That's such a good point. I know the guy who was telling, running around, telling everybody to pull their pants up was Bill Cosby, and we all know. Oh, exactly. I mean, that was the whole joke of Hannibal, like Hannibal, who, um, you know, basically outed the thing. It kind of did, yeah, yeah. But it was like basically like, yeah, Bill Cosby told tell you know tells us to pull up our pants look at look into his sexual assault allegations that was literally the punchline and that's what sparked it <laughs> like, I, wait what i know and i think I, I saw him like a few days after like the first time he made the joke and it went viral and he's like uh everyone's calling me a feminist for this is really funny <laughs> everyone's calling me a feminist for like outing bill cosby i thought it was well known and i just want to make it very clear i still hate women <laughs> That was very funny. funny. That is hilarious. (laughs) I mean, also, I mean, how did he and Melinda meet? She worked for him. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. And okay, workplace relationships, there is a way for them to be appropriate for sure. Like, yeah, it has to be Michelle Obama. You have to dominate (laughs) him and be his boss and and finally rescind to his advances. That's what happened one day. Right. Exactly. Melinda didn't dominate him enough. Yeah. you got a dom ladies you got a, no. that's another podcast I'm, no, I'm kidding i'm kidding did you hear on a podcast where podcast. she describes also why she didn't want to date him at no, first why? what did she well, say she just was like she was like well i didn't want to she was like i didn't want to give in like i didn't want to satisfy people who say that all black people know each other she was like we can't date like the two black people in the office can't date and that was like her main reasoning for like months at a time that's oh yeah michelle Obama. i thought you meant melinda and i was no like, no no, no. I I'm kidding. Well, no. I, I was interested to find out. So they got married, I guess, 20, what did they say? 27 years ago. So yes, we're talking exactly. 1994-ish. He was being, he was pretty damn rich when they got together. Uh, and he was already cheating on her by, what, what 20 years ago? In 2006, the wandering eyes apparently started. So after 12 oh, years Oh, I see. Marriage. Okay. I thought it was a little bit longer than that. But I mean, she's been with him longer as a cheater than she was before he, she knew he was cheating on Well, her. you know, people say things about the kids and stuff. And like, they do a lot of good together and blah, blah, they blah. They do, and do like, a lot. And I, I'm realizing after this divorce is now about to take place, that it turns out the whole Melinda was the greatest billionaire in the world the whole time. Like they were getting a lot of credit for giving away their money. I have a feeling Melinda is like literally the most charitable person on the planet. And she just put up with his shit so that she could, you know, like like, cure disease and clean water. Like that. She was like, it's worth it for this. It must have been so miserable being with him for the last 10 years that she finally couldn't put up with it anymore because she was literally putting up with it for the sake of humanity for all these years. It's crazy. You know, I heard that her kids had an intervention with her and they all were like, we don't like we don't like how dad's treating you. He fucking sucks. (laughs) Like, you know, and they, they're all just, uh, yeah, they had yeah. like a, a discussion about this of like, is it kids business? You know, I think I'm like Bravo chat room or something. Of like, They're also probably bad because like, <laughs> aren't they not? They're not leaving them that much money. Like well, they're like, leaving them. T- well, they all got $10 million. Oh, they, this, they all got $10 million That's in, in uh, from the divorce. Like after they got divorced, they got $10 million. And I was just thinking, no wonder no. they had an intervention. Well, not even, I think before, I think maybe that was bill being like, I'm a good person or whatever. But like, yeah. apparently they all were like all sided with mom. They hate dad. And, um, but yeah, they all got $10 million. And I was like, man, how many like divorces would go over way better if the kids got $10 million. <laughs> I know I would have really, 
uh, been okay with my parents. Well, I, I, they were divorced when I was like 21. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, ouch. And um, if I got $10 million, I would have listened to all their shit. Yeah. <laughs> my parents got divorced when I was like, 30 and they didn't give me shit they i know bullshit. what's up oh you guys both have adult divorce trauma because at least adult when you're divorce. a kid and your parents get divorced yeah. you get extra presents like around yeah. christmas and hanukkah i mean ugh. but you know they still hang out whatever was for the best <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, my yeah the best quote the most telling quote from the daily beast story was somebody that was friends with both of them bill and melinda and they said i thought they would make each other miserable for the rest, the of, rest their lives. of their lives i saw that i was like that's I thought that was such a telling quote like yes their marriage was was over yeah but i'm excited for the the mackenzie bezos melinda gates yeah like, mackenzie bezos just married some fucking teacher and like She's just, she's just out there making it rain. Like she just she's hands out money left and right. She doesn't even check your, like she doesn't, you didn't have to give her your social security number. She'll just write you a check. It's yes. like, you don't even need references. She's just yeah. handing out her money. And I, I think I, I accidentally said on a pod, on a recent podcast, like she made $6 billion last year and all she tried to do was give away her money, but she just yeah. keeps making it because of all of her stock and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. That's fucked up. This is a fucked up country um, yeah. where like you can't even give away everything because it's just so much money. But I, I mean, the, I think the guy, the best guy, um, I mean, I love the memes of like there'd be a lot of memes of like on black Twitter of these. There's this one viral video of a white woman who looks like she's in a tennis outfit with a bunch of young black men and she's making it rain. And then it's like me and my homies at, M- at Melinda's yeah. house or something at the Melinda's yacht. And it's just like, but yeah, I mean, God, that teacher probably the one that bagged Mackenzie Bezos is probably like, like, what the fuck? That's dope. That is so dope. I mean, I'm probably like, he probably is really nice to her and goes down on her. And then she's just giving him. And now his kids are fucking rich, too. Exactly. Like, damn it, dad, you did something right for once. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. It's like at least something will shift where I'm sure that there are men that idolize, you know, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and think that for, for various reasons related to toxic masculinity, but it's like, well, it doesn't mean you're just cause you're a rich dude. It does not mean you're a good partner or a no. good dude. Right. That's totally true. I think Bill Gates could probably be a good dude, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. He might've been at one point. I mean, this whole thing is just making us question everything we assumed about him mm-hmm. because he's been such a good job at keeping it close to the vest. And make, I thought the worst close thing he ever the Patagonia did. Vest. <laughs> Exactly. He does love those. I mean, I, but speaking of like role models, I mean, Jeff Bezos is the only person in history who saw Lex Luthor and was like, that guy's got to figure it out. I need to look like that. I need to act like that. I need to be like that. I don't know who, who Bill Gates, I don't know who his role model was though. Like, the, yeah, he's one of a kind trailblazer. Is it like the, is it like the villain of um, the Incredibles? Like the nerdy, the nerdy millionaire. I I feel like, listen, we listen. Last week I said, I asked the listeners of sub to tell me what tribe of avatar tribe I'm in. A lot of people um, DM'd me. They said I was earth. That was not what I was expecting, but I'm sure. I wasn't expecting people to DM you, but that's fabulous. Many people did. Many people (laughs) did. Many people did. Uh, We got a lot of nerds that listen to this podcast. So I'm sure somebody knows a a very appropriate comic book or TV supervillain that Bill Gates resembles. 
Uh, so I'm going to pose that out there for them yeah. to be, you know, let's take a break from sending uh, hate mail about the Palestine-Israel conflict and let us know Instead. in the comments the word <gasps> supervillain Bill Gates resembles, please. That could get heated. I feel like that could get heated. But as you're talking, it is so funny because all these decades, it's like, oh, Bill Gates, not like the other rich guys. He's just like... He's just derping along, dressing yeah. silly, not trying to meet ladies. This whole time, he was just showing up to late girls he thought was cute, women he thought was cute's presentations, and then approaching Going them. on vacation once a year with an right. ex-girlfriend? Bitch, I'll fight you. That's really funny. That's we need crazy. to do a dedicate an entire episode to that. And also, girlfriend, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the, as a guest on that. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, what happens, like, if she says no? Or I don't know, you know, like, yeah. the... And Melinda knows about it and they know she they pick the same vacation house every time. Like, how do you not light it on fire? Truly. Congratulations to Melinda. The more we talk about this, the more I am thrilled for. Thank you guys so much. That is our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamares. I'm Sean Kilby. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.